Welcome to Dream Stories Podcast. Yeah. Another week's episode. Are you welcoming me or everyone? Well, you're here all the time, so I'm probably welcoming everyone else, all of our uh, okay, listeners. Okay, okay. Yeah. Well, we're just going to hit the ground running today because we left off last podcast talking. On a cliffhanger. About, I mean, buddy, we, we did a cliffhanger. We just, wow. We just cut everybody off, didn't we? Oh, they've been waiting a week to get the rest of the story, as Paul Harvey used to say. The rest of the did you ever, story. Did you ever listen to Paul Harvey's oh, The Rest of the Story? That was listen, one of my favorite radio shows. I hung on every word that man spoke. And now, the rest of the story. He had just such a unique voice, he didn't did. he? Yeah. Oh, anyway, that's not about. That's not what we're talking about. But we did leave you on a cliffhanger last week talking about Joseph and his dreams. Yes, and uh, well, I made a comment at the end. You said, look, we just talked right up to the end. I said, yes, we did. And there was something else you said that I thought we should talk about, and that is you had mentioned most people are even our examples that we see in Scripture that has really been a training tool for us is that most people don't interpret their own dreams. And yeah. You, and that the cliffhanger was, you said, and those that do usually find themselves in trouble. Which true. Think about it. Pharaoh couldn't interpret his own dream. He went looking for someone to do it. Nebuchadnezzar couldn't interpret his own dream. He went looking for someone to do it. We have some other examples in the New Testament of people questioning dreams or supernaturally receiving interpretations. But we have very few examples of people just saying, oh, this is what my dream means, and so I know what to do. Right. And the great... The, the probably the biggest biblical uh, scriptural example. Uh, so for our non-Christian listeners, again, this week we're going to be following through <laughs> on some more direct faith-based stuff. Yeah. I still think you can learn a ton from Absolutely. this stuff. Absolutely, especially if you like what you're hearing or, you, or it's... Well, you know we're Christians kind of, anyway. So yeah, and it, but it's kind of set well with you, and you're like, you know what, this is making sense to me. We're telling you why it makes sense to us, yeah. you know, so anyway. So you end up with, with this biblical character in the Old Testament uh, named Joseph having a dream, and you mentioned it last week. He dreams that the sheaves of wheat bow down to him. He dreams that the sun and the moon and 11 stars bow down to him. And he's got a pretty good metaphorical understanding of what that dream means. And honestly, he gets it pretty close to right. He says, in his has in his mind, I'm important. Yeah, I'm going to be important. And he's so excited about it, he goes and tells his brothers and his parents that he's had this dream. First mistake. <laughs> yeah. He proclaimed the dream before he fully understood the dream. Yeah. And 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 we do that sometimes, don't we? We do. We I've done ex- that plenty of times. We get excited. Mm-hmm. We just blurt things out. Uh, we don't use wisdom sometimes. And, and, and I'm not saying anyone. I'm not even well, referring back we to We were talking about we Dana Coverstone last week, and not, we're not suggesting he... I felt like he approached it with humility like that, so. and, and really, you know, he, he put his heart out there. So I'm not judging that. It, anyway. it does have some application to him, though, because he is looking at his own dream, and he basically, practically speaking, he's getting it probably pretty close to right. Mm-hmm. Only issue is, is it going to be literal or metaphorical? Metaphorical, uh, you know, means it doesn't play out exactly the way the images in the dreams do. Literal says it plays out exactly the same. And well, how do you respond to it? 
can we change that response? We talked last week about Jonah and, you know, a response that was changed. You know, a, a prophetic declaration was changed because of a response. Mm-hmm. So Joseph does bear some resemblance there to, to where he's at in that he did interpret his own dream or speak it out. And there's nothing wrong with that because Joseph pretty much when we look at his whole life, mm-hmm. he got it right. It's just, it cost him early on yeah, because he didn't understand how to present it or to apply it. Uh, some people, uh, I've heard some people say that he was a little bit prideful and boastful. He was a favorite, you know. Yeah, and you know, but, but, but even you, if he was. Well, what I was going to say, sometimes you have jealousy that arises sometimes when you begin to reveal what maybe God only wanted you to know. Yeah, it's true. And and we don't have absolute indication that he was pride for a boastful. We see some things in the uh, Hebrew Scripture there that maybe you kind of get the feeling he probably was but it's not an absolute the bottom line is though that he declares it ahead of its season in his case and it has costs the the book of psalms another of the old testament scriptures says actually says uh and the word of the lord the dream tested him until it was fulfilled. It, it, it put him through hardship mm-hmm. until the fulfillment came. And when the fulfillment came, it brought life. It brought life. It brought, it brought revelation. And that's another lesson for us to learn, that even when we, maybe we reveal things too early, maybe through immaturity or maybe through, and I, again, I'm not talking about Dana Coverstone. I'm talking about me, things I've said before. I mean, things I have said before, oh, my goodness, that were well, revealed. Some of the things you said before were just, no, I'm just kidding. Well, I'm just thinking about something like that was revealed to me in a dream about, um, you know, people who were in, in, in a place of leadership, and I'd had a dream oh, that I they remember were having that an dream. affair. And so I just And you just went and told them. In, in front of people, I had a dream you were having an affair, blah, blah, blah. And I didn't know they really were. You know, so, I mean. Yeah, that, that went over like a lead balloon. <laughs> okay, so what I'm that saying is. That got you is, in trouble. It did, but you know, if I learned from it, it didn't mean you you had not misinterpreted the dream, but you had taken it a little more literally than you might have presented it with. Or maybe it your was presentation more and your application. <laughs> I put it this way: your presentation and your application uh, were a little bit uh, challenged in that setting. Because see, this is important. What we're talking about now is a great point of conversation. I'm not sure we've ever actually covered in. The podcast, and that is, there are actually four parts to dream interpretation. Mm-hmm. It's not just, hey, let's interpret a dream. There are four pieces of dream interpretation. The first one is the revelation. Yeah, that's you got the dream. Mm-hmm. You got something you didn't know before. Right. You know what the second one is? It's uh, I, I know there's application interpretation. Yeah. I can't. I'm drawing a blank on the others. Okay, you said so there's four. Proclamation. proclamation. So there's revelation. That's mm-hmm. the first one. Mm-hmm. Then you have to interpret it. Mm-hmm. What does it mean? That's interpretation. Then you have to apply it. What do I do with it? That's application. And the last step is proclamation, telling people about it. And sometimes the only people we tell about it is a conversation with us and God. Right. That is the proclamation. 
Uh, so, so there are four parts, and if we mess up any one of those parts, it doesn't invalidate the dream, the revelation, just because we mess up the interpretation, the application, or the proclamation. If we mess up the interpretation, I mean, if we mess up the uh, application, it doesn't mean the interpretation was wrong. It means we didn't respond to it the best way, but it doesn't mean the interpretation was bad. Well, I didn't know what was going on at the time. And honestly, now knowing what I know now, the better way to have handled it would have been first praying and asking for more revelation. (laughs) What do I do with this? Why did I have this dream? What would be the purpose of that? You know, looking back now, even though I was kind of, I did some ignorant things, um, some people may be saying, well, why was that ignorant? You know, it's just a long story. But, you know, I, I could have handled it better and with more wisdom and more tact. And I wasn't trying to do anything bad. I thought it was actually kind of funny because I, I didn't think it was true. I just thought it was a Because silly, you didn't understand it its application. Dream. Right. But then after it was revealed what was happening, which was several months later, um, three, I think three months later, uh, then I began to go, oh, okay, that was really weird. Mine and your minds were both blown, right? Well, yes, because in part, we need to remember that this was something that happened during a season that we didn't know a lot about dream interpretation, period. But what it taught me is that I did hear from God, and God yes. could speak to me. You know, and reveal things to me. Now, does that happen every single day? No, it does. I mean, God does reveal Himself, I believe, daily. But do I have just monumental dreams that you know reveal all these things about other people? No, I think God just will say, "Hey, I'm going to take this really extreme example right here and show you that I can talk to you." Yeah, it's going to blow your mind, and I'm going to show you that I can talk to you. But you may not have a dream like that again for. Two years, five years, ten years. No, and it taught you something about presentation. Yeah. It taught you something about being careful with what you say about a dream, even when you think you understand it. Yes. It taught you something about application. Do you really know what to do with the dream? Mm -hmm. Is it something you're supposed to share with others? Right. Because sometimes we do, and we are supposed to share it. Sometimes we're not. Sometimes prayer is our only response. That used to drive me crazy because I had assumed, because I'm such a big dreamer and I dream so much, I assumed that because uh, I was a Christian and I had been taught a little bit that dreams did have meaning and could be from God, that if I had a dream and it revealed something, that I that was for me to somehow get out to the world and let every single person know that I'd had this dream. And, and it just isn't that way always. You know, you who do you have, who am I, and who do I have an open door uh, with that could hear something that might be life changing uh, or world changing. You know, do I hear many people say, Well, I'm supposed to take this to the world. And I'm like, Okay, well, try that. See what happens. <laughs> See what hey, happens. listen, because you might get the favor to do it. Look at I Dana. Mean, do you think a million he, views? He had favor for that dream did. to be. And listen, let me just tell you something. I don't care what anybody says. You don't get a million views of that unless God intended for that information to get out. Right. That, I mean, I, I just want to be beautiful. real clear on that. Yes, absolutely. That, that's and, and and for some of my YouTube commenters, if you're listening, <laughs> that is not yeah commentate commentators. That's right. That is not a criticism. That is a amazing uh, recognition of 
God is the one who accomplishes things, not us. Yeah, I think uh, just referring back to last week just a little bit, uh, maybe some people thought you were sitting on a high horse or a high chair saying, hey, this is what he did wrong, and I, and that wasn't what you were doing at all. You you encouraged the man, and, 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 and if people have watched the video that had ha- you know we had talked about last week. You yeah, I'd love, to have a gra- I'd love to have a conversation with him. I'd love to have him as a guest on the podcast. Wouldn't you know, that so be neat? It'd be awesome because mm-hmm. we can learn so much from looking at those four elements in yes. any dream. Yes. And I think his dream makes a beautiful illustration right. of how we can learn in the walking through revelation, interpretation, application, and proclamation. And, uh, you know, listen, let's assume for a minute, I'm not saying this is a fact, but let's assume for a minute that Pastor Dana messed up somewhere, interpretation, application proclamation i don't think he messed up in the revelation because i think he received a dream and i believe from the sincerity of what i've heard he received a dream from god so let's assume he messed up on one of the others we started off talking about joseph Mm -hmm. what was the end result he messed up on his proclamation possibly on his application yeah but certainly on his proclamation he messed up timing was what he messed up the way he presented it, he messed up. But do you know what happened with that interpretation? I know you do. It's not a rhetorical question. You can answer if you want yeah. to. What happened with that interpretation? I mean, it, it came to pass, but probably not in the way that he would have ever wanted or imagined. No, he went through some real difficulty that shaped him. And Because here's the thing. If, if after he was sold into slavery, because if you don't know, Joseph was sold into slavery and ends up in... Uh, uh, a home in Egypt mm-hmm. as a servant, and then he ends up out of there in prison. He's had a rough through life no fault of his through own. no fault of his own. He's had a rough life. Things are very challenging for him. He has been put through, could I just say he's been put through hell? Yeah. Okay. I mean, literally, that's what it probably felt like mm-hmm. to him. It was as hard as it gets for him. If in that moment he had been presented with his brothers, it wouldn't have gone. And they had bowed down to him. <laughs> yeah. While their heads were down, he would have cut them off with a sword in all likelihood. Okay. You know, I mean, maybe, maybe not that. Maybe I'm not, I'm being figurative now, metaphorical. Yeah, but he probably, he probably would wouldn't have, have been real happy. You know, and then the neat thing is it took a, a lifetime for him to get to the place. Because, you know, when he was in prison, you remember he interpreted the, the baker's dream and the cup bearer's dream. And he told, he told them, hey, remind, uh, Remind the the Pharaoh about me. Rem- well, he, only one of them could remind him. But, well, well, the other one could remind him before he, he got his He could have said it before he yeah, got his ticket. Okay, go ahead. Um, and uh, he wasn't remembered. But it yeah. wasn't until way later that they remembered him. In the right timing. Yeah, so he probably thought, oh, I'll get some credibility from this because surely I interpreted those dreams right. You can tell. But no, people were so elated after he interpreted the dream. They were still alive. They didn't think about him anymore. And so the beautiful thing to me is it took a lifetime for him to come to a place of humility. It's true. When he saw his brothers, when he saw his brothers, it took his breath away. He couldn't speak. I mean, he was just... He missed them. He loved them. He cared about them. And he knew that he was able to realize that all he had suffered, everything he had been through, had been to save their life. Yeah. And and, and, and others. 
so if you look at the early part, there was a little bit of, of naivety or immaturity or whatever in how he said it. I've seen some reenactments where he's just like, hey, guess what I did? I had a dream last night, and guess what y'all were doing, you know? And, you know, all the other brothers are working and slaving away, and he's, you know. He's in his little color, he's chew- colors, Yeah, but- and he's chewing on a little piece of wheat or whatever. I don't know. And, you know, he's just real cocky. That's how he's portrayed. And then you get to the end where he's very humble. And it's a beautiful picture. Now, whether it, it is. Has- happened exactly that way we don't know but we do see a we do know he was very humble in the in end life. Yeah. we see him transformed and yeah. changed we see him frustrated we see him hurt we and see he him abused he was a little bit he kind of stuck a little knife in and turned it just a little bit when he, he did a little the, bit but you know, yeah. the cup home said you know you better bring yeah. this back i'm gonna keep somebody yeah he, he made his point but he did it in a way that also had meaning and purpose yeah, yeah. And, and it made them think. And so one of the things I love about Joseph and his story is that his life was transformed in the process of ministering to, saving, uh, pouring out on behalf of so many others. And, and, but it was his life that was transformed as well. And he becomes a different person. He becomes a person who takes all the pain, all the hardship he's been through, and instead of becoming hardened, that original dream, instead of hardening him, which it could have easily done, ends up chiseling away and revealing the treasure inside of him, who he really was. And that's powerful. Yeah. That's amazing. And so in the end, the proper application and the proper proclamation of his original dream, even though he never refers to it again, is transforming. Yeah. It's powerful. He could have said, see, I told y'all. But he didn't have to say anything. He didn't have to say anything. The brothers already knew. Yeah, it's true. And and it's amazing. And, 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 And if we look along these lines and we continue down his life, what he had learned from that by the time he reached Pharaoh's court, we see the the manifestation of it down at the end when his family comes into Egypt. But what he had learned through his hardship, what he had learned, he had already started to become humble in that process in prison and in Potiphar's house and all these things. And what he learned there had great impact on the way he interpreted, applied, and proclaimed Pharaoh's dream to him. And can you imagine if he had been cocky talking to Pharaoh? Right. I mean, you know, just think about that. Here's the man that's going to save all the world from famine. And what if he's still cocky when he talks to Pharaoh? Yeah. What if he's still boisterous when he talks to Pharaoh? What if he's still matter of fact? I love the fact that we see, even in like uh, the three prophetic dreams, we see a humility in the presentation. Uh, with the Dana, that Pastor Dana, we talked about last week. That that's something that sometimes doesn't come for people till way down the road, you know. Um, so so we see Joseph transformed, not just when he meets his brothers, but for his mission and for his purpose in life. It was fulfilled. Yeah, it was really good. It's a good thing. So so let's 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 explore this concept just a little more. We've 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 satisfied our listeners with the uh the end of their cliffhanger. They're no longer hanging by their fingernails from the side of the cliff. So let's explore this concept a little more 
with uh, presentation, you know, the the interp- the revelation, interpretation, application, and presentation, those four pieces of the dream. Okay. So, so when we receive a dream, mm-hmm. what's the first thing we do? What do you do? What you know? Is there something between revelation and interpretation? I guess is what I'm asking. What's the very first step? Now I know we're on a journey from revelation to interpretation, but what's the first step we should be taking to get to interpretation? What do you think? <laughs> Have I become your student today? I'm well, the one with the voice, right? Well, you, 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 I don't take your classes, and I don't sit under your tutelage like you. You know, you have several people you mentor, but I do hear you. I do listen to yeah. you. But for me, what I do, I mean, I write down my dream, but um, I I think about it. And I repeat it back to myself, and I look to see if there's any metaphors in it. I can't help it. That's just what I do. If we want to interpret it, the first thing we got to do is to examine it, think about it, and talk to God about it. Yeah. I mean, that's the pro- we don't just jump from one phase to the, the next. Yeah. We don't just jump from revelation to interpretation. Yeah, I, I meditate on it. And I, I actually, for me, because I dream so much, um, that I there's no way for me to say that every single dream that I have is uh, is a direction dream that j- just influences me to make all these life changes. It's it's more about um, I'm having this language, this conversation that God is having with me, and I am with Him. And many times, uh, you know, I I wake up and I go, okay, what did I dream last night? And if if I can recall what it is, which usually I can, at least one or two dreams. Sometimes I don't recall six, and you know, from the night. Uh, I go through each one, and I I just I'm like, what is this? You know. I love and, the way you just said that. Sometimes I recall, you know, six. So <laughs> you drink so much. Anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. So I, I I try to. I've gotten to where I try to look at the application immediately. Can this apply immediately? And if not, and if the dream is sticking with me, really strongly i write it down so that i can say can i go back to this later and you and i have seen i've pulled some of them up as we're scrolling through sometimes and we're actually dealing with certain things that are happening in that moment it's true and 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 what you're doing is exemplifying what we're talking about here there's a process we walk through to really unfold a dream yeah we don't just have revelation we don't just have a dream and then everything comes. Boom. Now, it's kind of cool when that does happen because there's some places in Scripture, in in the, the Hebrew Scriptures and the New Testament and the Old Testament as well, where the interpretation of the dream and what to do with it is revealed right there in the dream yeah. or by an angel, a supernatural being mm-hmm. or something like that. That's kind of cool, but it's not the norm. It's not. The and norm is there's a process of unfolding and unlocking that dream. And, you know... I- I don't walk around in a trance all day long thinking about how I can interpret dreams all day long. I'm just thinking about my dreams all day I don't do that. To me, learning how to interpret dreams and even my own, if I can, and I usually ask you for wisdom or I might ask you to help me with a piece of it, is that it's like driving a car. When you learn how to drive a car, you practice and you practice and you just look at the book and you look at all the rules. You look at the rules of the road and you do it every day. 
You drive the car every day, but it's an instrument. But you don't sit in your house going, I wonder how I'm going to drive today. I wonder how long it'll take me to get there. I wonder, you know, you just know that you can still drive that car. And that's the way I look at dream interpretation. I know it's an it's it's like a tool. It's like a tool bag I have in my in my my bag. And when I need to use it, I can use it. So it's well, you don't go out and drive the car to your mailbox if the mailbox is 15 feet in front of your house on the curb. Yeah. You walk. You use the correct tools, your feet. And the car is for a different journey. And that's part of what you're doing. What you're talking about is we, use, we, we call upon those tools as we need them. So we're working our way through interpretation, application, and proclamation. We don't have to just jump to one because it feels good or it sounds good. Yeah. We take each step as they come. We use the right tools in the right moment. Right. And I just think I, I was using my car as a metaphor of it's my tool bag. Yeah, I know that I, I. Everybody should learn. Most people know how to drive a car or learn how to drive a car. Have the have have the drive. Have the um, have the the desire to ask for the desire to learn how to interpret your dreams or others' dreams, so that you can have that ready when you need it. Yeah, you know, and it's not something you're going to sit around and think about constantly. But when you need it, you have it. That's right. And think about this: sometimes people get the revelation, the dream. How many times have we been asked when we ask somebody if they have a dream they were interpreted? How many times have you heard, "Well, I had this dream when I was nine years old," or "I had this dream when time. I was twelve years old," all the time, and they're thirty or they're forty or they're all fifty. The it's so they they didn't have to get the interpretation. The same day they had the dream. But we want that. And we, we do. And we, uh, sometimes we assume that it means something for right now, and everyone needs to hear it right now. Yeah. Well, and Joseph's dream about the wheat bowing down and the stars Which and the sun. That? It was years later Yeah. before he truly had a true interpretation. Right. And same thing for application and proclamation. He, he, he had his proclamation in the wrong time frame. But he also didn't get the application. Sometimes we get an interpretation, and it's years before we know what to do with it. That's right. You know, it, it, and 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 I know what it means, but what do I do with it? How do I respond to it? We have to be patient there as well. That's right. Waiting on the right timing of application. Right. And let's be honest. Sometimes proclamation just doesn't come at all. Yeah. Now, that frustrates us a lot, I think, because, I mean, I don't know about you, but sometimes I have dreams I just want to tell somebody about them. Well, I There's no you, reason to. I, I just want to. want because you don't remember yours most of the time. Well, you don't have any trouble <laughs> telling me about yours. Your proclamation comes first thing in the morning well, easily. <laughs> so, no, that's okay. not true, because proclamation is not just about telling the dream. When was the last time proclamation, I told you about a dream? No, wait a minute. Proclam- I want to be clear on that's this for right. folks. Proclamation in, in our series of of revelation, interpretation, application, proclamation. Proclamation is not just about telling somebody the dream you had. No, it's, it's not. about telling them what it means and what you're going to do with it. Yeah, like that's the proclamation you, part we're talking about. Yeah. So, so in terms of just you, you, you haven't told me a dream in several days now. I, I don't. No, I heard you going over one. As I was getting in the shower a couple of mornings now, ago. Now, you were walking out the door, and you said, are you talking to me? And I'm like, no. And you said, you talking to yourself, saying your dream to yourself? And I said, yes. Yeah, yeah. And then you slammed the door. <laughs> then you made that sound like I was ugly. No. No. Uh, the, 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 the thing here is there's two different kinds. Discussing a dream or telling somebody about it is one thing. 
uh, but telling them what you're going to do with it, what it means, and why it's important to you, and not even why it's important to them sometimes, because that's what we really want. We want our dream to be important to somebody else. We do, and and you know, I ran a dream by you the other day about I'd had a dream about a family heirloom from someone, and I I do want to share it with that person, but I'm waiting until. There's a time for me to be able to release whatever it is. And in the meantime, I'm praying for that person. But sometimes people have a real hard time if they're not heard. We know people who, who have dreams and, and they're very bright people, but they're always frustrated because they don't feel like anybody listens to them. And, and many times there, there are those who have such revelatory dreams that they want to go over it for hours. Like your wife. And they want everybody to hear them. Like your and, wife? Yes. And and like, no, no, not, not, no. You're talking about like, like t- I thought you were saying like like telling them to their wife. But but uh, you were saying like you did. No, you don't do that. You, I'm talking about people who get frustrated in their life yeah. because nobody's listening and they think they've got a dream that'll change the world. Yeah. Uh, their dream may change the world, but you're not going to get anybody to listen until God gives the favor for them to hear you. I know. That's that's just the way it is. You can't get proclamation and application to do something that God doesn't put on it to be done. That's right. So th- this whole journey, the whole of the journey, yeah. is a learning process. It is a journey for sure. It is. And, and, it, and no one's alike. Every Everybody's journey is different. All four pieces can happen overnight for one person, and it'd be 10 years between each step mm-hmm. for the next person. I think about Joseph and Daniel. Both were in a form of captivity or imprisonment, and that's where their gifts were used. Yeah, they so both went through great time, difficulty. If you're having a hard time, be willing to listen. Yeah, maybe it maybe you're just getting prepared mm-hmm. for your gift to be released. Yep, that's really good. I like that. That's a good note to end on. Thank you. Yeah, so we just want to thank you for listening. We enjoy doing this and we enjoy having you as part of our podcast so if you like what you hear share it um post on facebook give us some feedback comments things like that we love to hear from you and uh, with that said until we get back together again next week keep on dreaming